Welcome, Cowhorse. Full contact by Ben Self with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Martin Saddlery. Quality is number one. They build those saddles from a block of wood all the way to the finished product. Build their own tree, do their own carving. Doesn't get any better. Go see them on Facebook at martinsaddlery.com. And also, this episode proudly brought to you by Blue Bonnet Feeds, Ardmore, Oklahoma. All your equine nutrition needs. So speaking of judging, and it's another thing that I would like to say that Bill Inc. has taken the our judging over the last 20 years now. Gosh, dang, that long, Todd? Yeah, pretty, yeah. If it ain't 20, it's wow. close dang to close. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Really made it unified. And I, I've learned that judging is something that you cannot win at. You know, it's not like horse no. showing. It, it you you can't never win there's always going to be different opinions but all in all it it's a it's a fair deal for sure now and and like we talked about before if the perception was that you couldn't be competitive in the rain cow horse it shouldn't be now because i'm gonna t- i guarantee you if you come there and you have the runs to win, you're going to win. Yeah, right. And nobody misses 75s. No. Nobody. No. You know, so we were talking about that earlier, about the people saying, hey, don't go there because it's a good old boy club and they won't mark you. Well, 90% of the people that said that didn't have a good run. And they're, they're looking for an excuse. You know what I'm All saying? Right. And I, and I believe now, uh, again, through Bill's guidance, we have, you know, a, a strict standard of judging all of the events. And um, and it's it's the way it's supposed to be most of the time. Like I say, you can't win at judging, but right. it's the best that, that we can do. And, and I'm very proud of what Bill's done for our judging uh, program. Me too, because I'm telling you, it's a thankless job being a judge. And that is not half as thankless as being the all-time monitor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so judging is just like everything. It's always an evolution. It's always up and down. You're always fighting to be a little better. But what Bill has done prior, and because I was around before Bill, and the judging was uh, was kind of a moving target. So... Even with Bill, we've gone this way and we've gone that way. But what Bill's done is he's always been there. And so he has created a solid form. The consistency of... You know, uh, some of, consistency. He has taken, he's taken as many ass chewings as anybody about this and about that. And every show, someone's mad. And every show's got all and, these and losers. That, that will never change. Yep. Never, never, that's what I'm saying. Yep. And he has hung in there and given us a pattern. Yep. And so, I'm going to tell you what, the more schools I go to, the better job I think Bill does. Yes. I mean, yep. it is unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you what, if you hear somebody griping about the judging system, I would challenge you to ask them if they've been through the judges' school or if they've ever judged yep. an event because I will bet you money that if they're griping about the judging that they've not been through the school and they've never judged an event because, I mean, it, there's no way to replace that. You no. Know? I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I love my dad to death and he's the greatest guy in the whole world, but he used to be like, when I'd show one, he'd be like, well, why didn't you just turn it there? But he hadn't, you know what I mean? But he he hadn't showed, right? And so once he showed, he's like, whoa, there's a lot happening out here. Well, it's the same thing. Same thing with judging. It's the same thing, thing, right? Like, how'd you miss that? Well, I mean, mean, it ain't like these guys are sitting up there not caring. Like, nobody sits up there with the intention of – not getting it right. I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to screw this up just because I can't. I mean, this. You, and, like, uh, nobody thinks that. 
No. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, it irritates me to no end when people gripe about the judging. And like, and I'm not going to say that I've never been disgruntled about how something <laughs> went out, come about. But I will say that 10 out of 10 times, if I've gone back and watched the video. How did I, they mark me that high? Exactly. How? Exactly. How? I had a, a non-pro buddy of mine. Is uh, showing at the Derby there in Fort Worth this spring, and he called me like uh, I don't know. It's the one night I got to go to bed early, so I went to bed. And he <laughs> calls me and he's like, "How are they? They marked me at two thirteen, and I made two turns and circled in the middle." And I'm like, "I don't know. I didn't see the video." But there's lots of ways to mark a 213 with two turns and a circle <laughs> in the middle. I can promise you that. I'm like, well, so then I get him to go to the judges' school. And after he went to the judges' school, he went back and watched his video again. And he comes to my house. And I'm like, and he's like, well, I've been to the judges' school. I watched my video again. I'm like, yeah, what do you think? He says, I have no idea how they marked me at 213 because it was terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible run. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, that's a true story. Like, I mean, and you just see that happen, right? Over and, and over. My favorite, my favorite story in the world, and I've probably shared this on this podcast before, but I'll do it again, is I'm at a raining at the NRBC, and I'm working for Carol. I showed this horse. And I forget what I marked, but I just missed the finals. And I go look at my cards and like, I don't know, I've got like three plus halves, a zero, and a minus half. And the minus half is Randy Fowler, right? And he's a reigning judge from Illinois. And I'm like, that sorry booger, <laughs> right? How dare he mark me a minus half? Well, finally, I go back and I watch my video. And... I have no idea how these other three guys marked me a plus, plus half, half because it's a minus half all day. And so a couple of years later, I'm judging, I'm doing equipment and judging uh, equipment judge at the rain and Derby and Randy Fowler's judging in the normal pool. And I don't know, he's like outside the hotel lobby smoking a cigarette or whatever. And I walk up there to him. I'm like, Mr. Fowler, I'm Chris Dawson. And I need to apologize to you. <laughs> He says, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, a few years ago, you judged me at the NRBC and you minus half my first stop and I cussed you to no end until I watched the video and I have no idea how them other guys plus half that stop because that was a minus half stop all day, day every day. I mean, I don't even know what they were watching to get a plus half out of it. And so, yeah, I mean, I totally, I mean, it's easy when you walk out and you feel like you've had a good run and you mark nothing, nothing to be like, those judges hate me. Yeah. And yeah, they're well, against the me. Way they're out. against me. This it's is a easiest, personal attack. It's the easiest way for the owners, easiest way for yourself, <laughs> right. easiest way for your wife, easiest way to tell the bank, but they don't care. And it's, the it's bank lot, don't care. It's, the a, bank it's a lot better to walk out and be thinking you marked a 213 and mark it oh, like 19. Isn't right. that good as that? No, that that's, that's a great so feeling. Fun. I don't know that I've ever done that, but maybe <laughs> like I've been thinking I marked a 16 and then mark a 19, you know? Oh. <laughs> I've come out a lot of times and thought I was marking Holy a 16. Yeah. And, and like I went to the lead in the round and I was like, yeah. What? Yes. what happened there? And I'm going to say probably one of the best judges we have in the NRCHA is sitting here with us right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, we use him a lot, the NSHA and all that stuff. Yeah, um, the last like four years in a row. Yeah. Well, <laughs> two. <laughs> Did you, two is all? Well, he judged you so many times. <laughs> During it, it felt like four. My back sore. Yeah. <laughs> My God, hold the name my, up. <laughs> my back sore from carrying you. <laughs> Come on, Dawson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Todd, <laughs> yeah. back to the judging and off of <laughs> the child. Fornication. <laughs> yeah, that's not Chris's. <laughs> uh, so what what do you think um you know when you you hear people 
talking about judging all the time. And well, you know, being on the other side of the card, which there's a ton of people um, that aren't as uh, successful as you are showing so much that get a chance to judge. But I know you have judged a lot. Uh, and you've judged a major events. What is the biggest misconception you see people making about the judging? Well, I, first of all, I would say that I haven't judged a lot, and I haven't judged a lot of major events. Um, I, I have judged your stock horse show a couple times, and I've judged some other, you know, big shows that um, I, I kind of enjoy judging a little bit, although it's hard for me to sit there that long. Um, I The biggest misconception that, that I think people... I, I really think it's a much different sitting and judging someone versus, again, me being an exhibitor and showing and walking out of that pen feeling what I, I felt like my, my horse showed like, but maybe not remembering some of the little that <laughs> happened that happened amongst the good stuff that happened that that judge has got to has got to hurt you for yep. and and so that's where i think again like you guys have both said i've went and watched the video and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah you know darn it there it was versus when you walk out of that pen, you're like, well, that stupid son of a bitch. I can't believe you <laughs> yeah. marked me that. So so I really think we're all going to say that as we walk out of the pen, but please go look at your scorecard and please go watch the video because, you know, like you said, one of <clears> you <throat> two said, ain't nobody sitting up there trying to do a bad job. Yep. They're trying their hardest, I promise you, to do as good as they can do and and give you as much credit as you can. And again, I think that's something that we can look to our um, director of judges because he is a very pro exhibitor. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, um, that that's the that's the best that we can do is like, hey, we are all for you. You give us you give us as much as you can give us, and we're going to try and get you as good as we can get you. Um, but but if you have a half-point penalty over there, that's what it is. Because we can't cheat all of your friends that are showing behind you. And that's, what's hap that's what happens. That's what would happen if we overlook your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're going to give we're going to give you we're going to we'll give, give you all you, all you got. can get. Yeah. And and I am all I am 100% all for you and and I would much rather overmark you than undermark you. But you you give me as much as you can get and I will get you as high as I can get you, you know. But don't give me all that crap. And, and the best thing about our event is that we don't have to place you right in 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 an event well like we don't have we can mark you what we truly think that you are in the herd work we can mark you what you we truly think you are in the rain work and and the same in the fence work and 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 i'm going to tell you that if i'm up there judging i don't have the i have a, a slight clue as to like Hey, he's pretty good in this here, you know, or he's, you know, he's out of it. I, I mean, I have, I have a clue of where things are at, but I have no clue. Vague, I a have, vague clue. Tom. I have no clue of what, what it ends up. Yes. So that's what irritates me the most with people is say, well, why did they, you know, they put so-and-so there, they tied him. 
It's a five judge system, <laughs> right? Five judge system, Todd. So people thinking that the judges can manipulate the score with anywhere between a half point to four points are out of their mind. When you're judging, you have no clue. I got no clue. No of, clue. Of where, I mean, like I say, I know, I, I kind of have a feel that he was good in the raining and he was good right. in hard work. And and but you know he had just the average fence work and I got no clue where he's going to end up, you know. Right. Got no clue. But but that's what makes our event f- fun to judge because we don't have to, we don't necessarily have to manufacture numbers and as far as like okay, th- here's the winner uh, of of the herd work. I got to get him up there. No, we just got to mark him a seventy. Three, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know. Uh, but truly, I got no clue what, where it's at. Especially after you put the two the two events together and you go to the third. So yeah, you have you you kind of know who the high herd work is, and if he kills it in the raining, you might know he's up there. But if he doesn't come kill it in the raining, how many horses were pretty good in the herd and? pretty good in the raining now they're above or within a half point now it's anybody's game and that happens constantly all the time constantly in the cow horse and and that's very refreshing if if you judge other events and you got to actually score them and you know make a make make it hit the numbers a winner yeah, because in this way, you, you don't know, and it really, it don't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. You, if you go around the corner and you've got a two-point penalty, hey, that's what it is. And, you know, I I mean, I appreciate that you were good in the herd work, and I appreciate that you were good in the rain work, but you just had a two-point penalty, and, and that's what it is. And here's your score, and, and a, hey, I hope you win. But if you don't, uh, that's what it is. You had a two-point penalty. Yeah, yep. That really covers a ton of it You're right there. Right. You know, I got to tell you, one thing I love when I'm riding these horses is my Martin saddle. I love the fact that they make a saddle. You can get a roping horn in. You can cowboy out of it. It still sits you where you want to sit the same as you want to sit when you're showing, when you're cutting. I love the all-around ability of the seat that they've put in those saddles. I've had a ton of interaction with Brian Peterson over there at the factory. That guy goes from the, they built their own trees right there in the factory. You can go in there, take a tour. They will show you a square piece of wood and they take (laughs) that and turn it all the way into a beautiful saddle. And when you do go through there, what is staggering is how much handwork is in it. You think that there's some machine that stamps all them flowers out? Mm Mm-mm. That, those are all hand carved. No kidding. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I know. I've been, I've, I've kind of been around them, shoot, since I worked at Carroll's and seen them developing these saddles and they have put the work into them. And I've got a couple there at the house and shoot, we've got one that oh, they carved our brand into there on the skirts there. And my wife shows in it quite a bit. And I've got another one that I won at Southwest Prefaturity and I love that saddle. I mean, it, yeah, you know. go online and check out Lance Johnson saddle he got for winning the oh, National Stock Card. It was beautiful. So pretty. They can do whatever horn you want. They have a new system where they block those stirrups a little bit, especially for your non-pros and, well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm terrible about cowboying my whole life. I'm wanting to get, I get my feet behind my shoulders constantly. That's just the way I was. The seat helped me immensely, but this block is another little help. When you relax your legs, your feet hang right in front of your shoulders where they're supposed to be. Instead of when you relax too much, they go behind you. I just, I love it. I can't say enough about them. Can't say enough about the effort Brian has put into it. I remember out in California, he showed up out there and we're working on how to build a better saddle. And he just stops by, didn't really know him much. He stops in there and just taking it over. We have (laughs) saddles scattered over my (laughs) whole, every saddle we could find, we got and put on every horse I had. And we went over the trees, the fit, the seat. I mean, just over and over and over. And they built a beautiful saddle that I love to ride in. All day, every day. And you can always find Brian at the uh, Southwest Rain Cow Horse shows. He'll be in there mixing it up with us. And so this yep. guy, he's out there showing. A lot of guys making saddles. That's hey, all they sit in the saddle shop. But. won the world 
on a little top sale main ring. No kidding. Man. How awesome yeah, is that? Congratulations, Brian Peterson. Senior, yeah, it was cool. So he's in it all the way. That's awesome. So no matter what event you guys are doing, whether it's a cutting, barrel racing, raining, roping, steer dobbing, steer dobbing, my favorite the cow horse, there's a Martin Saddle for you. And you can go talk to them or Facebook them on whatever that technology is. It's fine. It's on the Martin Saddlery Facebook page. You can always send them a message right there, or you can check them out at www.martinsaddlery.com. So we've hit some high points. We've hit some low points. Back to the high points. What do you think is your best horse-related accomplishment lifetime? It doesn't even have to be a win. No. I can. Um, I, I'm going to say um, getting into the Rank Cow Horse Hall of Fame. That's a good one. It's a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. <laughs> uh, good it, choice. Yeah. <laughs> good choice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what exceeds that. You know, the the wins are obviously, you know, fun and the losses are ass kickers. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Hall of Fame. Darn right. I got a ring. I don't wear it. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got one follow-up on that. Hey, so, Todd, getting into that, and I haven't, uh, not in or nothing, but they put slider in it. And it was amazing to me how humbling that was for people the cow horse to recognize my horse i can't imagine what it was like for them to recognize you yeah very humbling you know it was nice my dad my brothers and and sister-in-laws and and what my family got to come and so that was cool because they don't most of the time they don't see you know they don't know really what i do Mm-hmm. Um, and, and friend, close friends, you know, uh, Pete Kyle and Tamara Kyle came and and uh, people that had, you know, mentored me coming up. Don was there and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And kind of a vindication for all of the hours. A little bit of, you know, like the family that, that that's not into it all the time. They get to see, hey. This is what I've, you know, I've been doing this. This, this, is, this is what I went to college for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you this would work. I still can't make the ranch payments, but. But, <laughs> but I made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's cool. So what about the downside to that? I mean, what about, uh, is there anything that you feel like you missed in life achieving that? Not really, no. I mean, I could say that I missed, I missed some time with my family, but I don't really think I did. They have always been there with me and enjoyed it, although they haven't been necessarily in, involved directly in it. You know, um, both my kids generally come to the staff of Bitfaturity. They, they know the people. They were raised with them. They. Uh, and obviously my Pam, who has been a huge supporter, I got to say this because I forgot her in the, my Hall of Fame speech, and <laughs> she's still pissed off at me. Um, Dang it! <laughs> yeah, uh, guidelines for the Hall of Fame speeches. <laughs> remember, remember this, Chris. <laughs> yeah, don't forget your wife because it's bad. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Pam, for everything that you've done for me. Because <laughs> without that, obviously, I <laughs> I can't do nothing but ride horses. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He's not joking. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> without her. He can do more than I can. I'm gonna tell you that. Really? Yeah. Because I remember when he took her motor home and reverse hooked the sewer. <laughs> No, it was just the water, but it was bad enough. <laughs> Didn't nobody care what Hall of Fame you were in then. <laughs> For a minute there, it did not matter. <laughs> no, it was more than a minute, but it didn't matter. Um, anyways, thank you, Pam, because she has done everything that I cannot do and still does. And, um, yeah, and so... Did I miss anything? No. Uh, I don't think 
you know, I'm not going to say it, being, you know, having to go to horse shows and run and go and go and go. Yeah, you you miss some things with your family, but my family was involved enough in the horse business and, and understood where had I come from, uh, had my family not been involved, then, um, yeah, it, it could have been a major, you know, <laughs> I'd have probably been... I wouldn't have been married now. Yeah, you, know, you know, I mean, because a lot of people would, don't understand what we do. Like I said, we work 20 hours to keep from working eight. Well, you know, my wife, she does the same thing, just in a different Venue. capacity, yeah. uh, but doing it for for us. So Same goal. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to learn. I mean... I got luck. I got the the, first of all. Don't forget. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Entered there, but uh, yeah, just uh, she might make it before you do. We all know for sure she will. For sure she will. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm hoping to be a side note in her Hall of Fame speech. Oh, are you sure? Is something I'm going to tell you. Are you Sarah Dawson's husband? (laughs) (laughs) That gal is unbelievable. Applied for sainthood. Yes. I, I love mean, to watch her. Yeah, she's pre-approved for sainthood. Just, she married me for crying out loud. Just remember, Chris, 10 kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wanted one. I got you one. No, what I the know. hell? <laughs> if you have 10 kids, I'll be done showing and it'll be perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Think of how many open um, fraternity final spots that'll open up. <laughs> I'm really just uh, trying to learn through these conversations. I'm trying to learn how to be a dad. Oh, my God. What? Why are you laughing? I'm being real here. Russell, you little bald-headed bastard. You'll know come Tuesday. Yeah. It, it, it kind of just... It, it, Fatherhood comes from necessity. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, there's no handbook. There's no. I, just, I've Googled the hell out of this, and I'm telling you, I have found very little about yeah, well, being a dad. Let me tell you one thing about being a dad. The greatest thing about being a dad is you don't make milk. <laughs> so <laughs> you that is the greatest thing like i can't do it you gotta get up and go feed it I, that's it <laughs> we have a formula maker on the counter already <laughs> yeah well that is just a cop out well you i'll let you tell my wife that <laughs> you can't Oh, don't let her do that. You gotta <laughs> tell her it's natural. You're gonna have to get up. Hey, I'm telling you, you can tell my wife that. I'm not telling her because I think you should have to get up. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure everybody, everybody wants, sure to get, everybody wants to get lippy until I tell them they gotta tell my wife, and then they're like, "Get quiet, quick." <laughs> I'm on her side. I just didn't know what side it was for a second. <laughs> yeah you want to know how i had we had we had the first one i was in santa barbara horse show and pam was there she says uh i left to go to the horse show about three in the morning or whatever early to go ride something feels wrong (laughs) oh okay what i don't know this is something something's not right okay well I'm going to go and show, and I mean, some, I mean, how do, do I, I know? Do? How do yeah. I know what's not That's right? That's weird. Yeah, what's, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Tell me. And so, anyways, I go to the horse show and riding around, and they're having a cut in there, and Benny, Benny comes up to me and says, Hey, Todd, Pam, she's got to go to the hospital. I'm in Santa Barbara, mind you. You yeah, the best. Right, right. Temecula. I, oh, you know, you got to go home. She's in Santa Barbara. Oh. We're in Santa Barbara. You got to go home. She's having a baby. Well, guess what? It's April Fool's. Oh! <laughs> no, you ain't getting me on that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's April Fool's. Uh-uh. I ain't falling for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to go. You got to go. No. <laughs> You're not tricking me. So finally, I go over there. 
She says, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we borrowed a friend's uh, car and she's, you know, it's four hours to <laughs> yeah. Fallbrook. Yeah. And, we, and we're in a Burbank on the 405 or 205 oh, or one of them. Bro. <laughs> Traffic. And I'm thinking... I'm going to have to get chips. The, the chips. <laughs> Poncharelli. Poncharelli. <laughs> I'm going to be on a TV show. No. Well, anyways, didn't have to do it. We make it to Fallbrook. Going to a doctor. He says, oh, yeah. He says, you got plenty of time. He says, you go have some lunch. Come back. What? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't until the 2nd of April that we had Carter Crawford. <laughs> I mean, I had all kinds of time. <laughs> could have showed three more horses for sure, life. Sure for could have. <laughs> Anyways, damn Benny. Not the, damn Benny. Yeah, gotta love him. I'm, I'm, I miss him. I miss Benny. Oh, I do too. So I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to hit it out there anyway, just in case it's different. But what about uh, your biggest disappointment? And don't say me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you know the answer to it before I do. I, I mean, what would I, I got no idea what that would be, Chris. Oh, well, I the, do. The Hickory Holly scene is what one. jumped out at me. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess there again, it, it's a that was that was a failure, and it was a disappointment at the time, in the immediate time. But it, you know, it was again, as I said, you know, I got my family, I got my health, I got everything, you know, and you know what. Uh, my horse fell down in the damn horse show when I lost the deal. So <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, right. let's rock on. And I mean, you can't look back at that. And I, I really wouldn't even at, at the time. Yes, it was very disappointing. But now as I look back, I don't even I, I'm not terribly, uh, not terribly disappointed about it um, because, you know, it happened and it's just that, you know, Hey, and how many people didn't even have a chance to win the fraternity? Yeah. Right then. That's it. I mean, yeah, I saw a fraternity recap, and it was, I think, Teddy won it that year, and he was like, well, I wouldn't have won it, except Crawford fell down on his good horse. Yeah. Right, and so. Not many people get that shot. Yeah. So, I guess that. Again, as as I say, I think that we get um, a little... I guess we get kind of used to that because I think we've all had that lot. I mean, maybe I've had it more than others, but it just it's just happens, and and, and and there's nothing that you can do about it. You know, it's just just what it is. And and again, as I say, I think that's what makes our sport special. I think that's what makes the people that do our sport special, and. That's that's what makes it so real, good, grounded, humble, all those things that we <laughs> talked about. So if that one wasn't it, is there another one that comes to mind? Nah, no, nah, no, no disappointments. Um, happy to be here. Happy to, uh, you know, happy to do it, and and looking forward to the next one. You know. Well, you took his answer. Right off the beginning. Eternal optimist. Yeah. It's, when, it's, you it's took you off, when you took hey. you off the plate, he had no answer. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he said you couldn't pick him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you left him in no man's land. What about your, uh, the biggest training mistake you see people make? Mm, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> not judging, not judging people and what they do but i think they run to stop their horses too much you know and so in saying that as as one becomes more confident in their program you know 
when you get to the show, I don't think that you can change what you have. I mean, you you came with what you got, and you better dance with it. And so, you know, I mean, if if I was to judge it, I'm not judging because, you know, what I, I am for whatever works, you know, and and so if I may run and stop the hell out of one. If, if it needs it, you know, and again, I'm not afraid to school bad to show good, but um, I think that's what I see where if it was, if it was trained in there, and again, I say that recognizing that I am not ready to show when it comes time, and I wish I would have stopped a few more times and done this and done that, you know, maybe you could get more by doing less. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you could uh, sum up your training philosophy in a few paragraphs, what would you say? Um, you know, I think that um, with all of the knowledge that is out there today on all of the different channels, it's all about pressure and release. You know, if you, if you can apply that in the right places, it sure makes horse training a lot easier and I am not afraid to uh, go to the table to put the pressure on to, to, to try and make that horse find the release but when the release happens I want to try and recognize that and reward that and so that would be the best of the philosophy that I could give <laughs> isn't much i mean it's it's out there and it's it's simple as hell it's simple as hell but it's hard as hell to do well and simple, i think but not easy. i think that that can get uh, attributed to i remember there when, after we moved to oklahoma and you had said something to well, i don't know there's three or four of us that worked for you at the time and you were like man you see me doing this and that but you didn't see the 45 times i asked him nice you know right right to see the thing right and like and so like i mean because to go to my perspective is i'd see getting a hold and you know i mean things escalating a little bit and you have to get in there and like kind of make a little bit of a spectacle of it and so then we would start trying to just step in there and make that spectacle right off the bat and that's when you said, well, you didn't see the 30, 40 times I asked him nicely and tried to do it without there being any spectacle to it, you know, and I think that was a big thing that hit home to me that I learned there. And the, and the 10 horses that never got to the spectacle because of the 30 times. Right. Well, yeah. And, and I would say, too, that for the people that have worked for me, I would say that I have never had a good person work for me that I had to, to, to coax or to try and force into doing more. The good people that I have worked for me, Chris, you, and the others, Trevor and Dustin and Dustin and, 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 all, and the others, I've had to say, hey, eh, 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 slow down, slow down. So the good thing is that you have been aggressive enough to to try and get what you want you know it's just like hey now you you got it you you put the pressure on make sure you give the release and and that's the hard thing to do um but as you learn i I believe as you learn and as your horse learns to do that then you both have more confidence when it comes time to the go to the show pen to you know, like I I took a horse down there to the world. I, I've never done this before in my life to the, and showed in the derby down there. <clears throat> and I didn't go in to the arena the night before. I was war plum ass out. And and I didn't go in the arena and do raining on him of any kind. I didn't even, I didn't even get up, you know. And not that I had the confidence in him because I didn't even know him very well. But... <laughs> But I was just wore out, but he showed fine. Yep. I think he, I don't know, he he placed somewhere in the deal. So, 
you know, I think. And, and me, I've got comfortable going down to that facility to where I do most of my schooling outside. I don't really care to, I, I, as I said, I don't school well in a crowd. So, I, you know, if I can get in that pen and do some stuff, fine. But I'm very comfortable outside. And I got comfortable in Reno doing the same thing, you know, out there in the rodeo arena. Just because in inside that arena, a lot of times at night, was just so miserable, crowded, you know that um, that I I couldn't prepare myself, and and as I said, I don't school well with a lot of people, so I felt like I did a better job for myself and my horses outside versus trying to do it inside there. Just mm-hmm. me. Know what you feel sometimes too, Todd. You know, it's like you're talking about getting tired. Sometimes them horses are tired too, and I know it's tough to not go school at night, but you can overdo it and make them just as tired and miserable and cranky. I mean, you can really overdo the schooling and mentally have them exhausted and irritated when you get to the show pen. Well, as, as I said, what what I see a lot of people doing, and, and I'm not judging, right, right. but, you know, they run, stop, run, stop, run, stop. Well pretty quick the 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 stop all of a sudden guess what that's that's not the release that's the freaking punishment you know and 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 i just say go on and just keep doing it you know and and i hope to god you school bad to show good but (laughs) but you know we've seen it go the other way if you would make that the release instead of the punishment it 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 might work better yeah i saw it I saw it in Fresno, California. I saw the horse that was the best horse in the pen go out there and school stopping in holes. This is back before we had the Kaiser, Kaiser drag until that horse wouldn't stop no more. And that guy didn't win nothing. And I'm telling you, he killed the reigning practice. There was no one close to him. That's a and terrible feeling. Like that's the. I, mean, I can't think pen. of anything worse than feeling like I won the practice pen. <laughs> like that is a bad feeling. That's horrible. Yeah. That like, horse was so I just, good. I dropped the ball right there. I mean, that's a yes. that's a kick in the gut right there. When that son of a gun is good in that practice pen. Hey, oh. I mean, like Benny Gatron and Smokey Pritchett and Greg Ward are trying to talk him into stop stopping. Russell, how's everything up there in Winniewood with the old uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus? Hey, it's been a it's been a little bit of a struggle. I traveled out to California; it's a little more of a struggle out <laughs> right. there. Why would you go there voluntarily? Well, I was going to buy horses and just see how the people were I got doing. You, you know I what got I'm you. saying? But you know you. what they were doing? They're riding. They're <laughs> all riding. A lot of, a lot of three year olds getting worked <laughs> right now. Riding and riding them. Yes. Yeah, I always up my feet a little bit in the summertime. Uh, this year, I uh, we started that process a little sooner. <laughs> Mine are all getting a little extra boost to that blue bonnet feeds right now. I feed that intensify, and it just uh, I try and start it before it gets terribly intense around the house mm. before they start losing the weight, and then yep. uh, and get them on there and uh, just keep them looking awesome and ready keep to go horse show on. come fall. You know, yep, got a lot. I love the high fat and the intensified. Oh man, yeah, I'm a, no, I'm it's, a believer in the high fat yeah. on the feeds. Oh, it just put it puts that extra bloom there without giving you that heat. Yeah, you know it doesn't yep. get them silly acting and what have you. They just, uh, you know, they come out and they're ready to go to work, but they got plenty of energy to do the work. Yeah, and I've uh, I've used their Equiline a lot too. Their Equiline line, um, they've got a, a lot of probiotics in there that help you out, get you through everything. They got low starch in them. I they're they're. They've got a lot of really, really great products. Right. That's there. what that's what Todd Crawford uses is that Equiline. He's been using it quite a while. Hard to win more than that guy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, we just talked about that. What, three million, something like that, Todd? Oh, my Lord, Todd. How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> oh, I know. Feed the feed. <laughs> That'll help. Hey, and if you're interested in learning more about the equine nutrition, you can go subscribe to Blue Bonnet Feed's new podcast, Chris, Feed Room Chemist. Go on there. They tell you all kinds of information about feed nutrition. You can learn it all right there real easy. Just figure out where you want to go with Blue Bonnet products. 
And the big thing about Bluebonnet, they got a product for your horses at every stage of life, from young to old. You know, you get them horses that need a little more at the at the end of their career. They'll help you out there. If you just try your brood mares, your working horses, all through there, they have a product that'll fit you. And Bluebonnet will test all of their raw ingredients, Chris, so that they know that they're putting the best feed in your feed. Because once it's in a pellet, how do you know it's not junk? No, well, that's it. That's it. That's and, and and that's where I love them so much. You know, is just I have all the faith and all the trust in that company that they're only using the best stuff. If they're going to put their name on it, you better believe it, Mister. It's going to be the real deal and as good as what you can buy. They make it all. They mill it all right up there at Ardmore, Oklahoma, just down the road from Hardy Murphy Coliseum. Yep, and I know it's good all the way across the culture. The whole company is that way because I've bought cow feed from them the cake mix for the summer for the winter for my uh, breeding cows and that feed you can tell when the pellets come out of the bin they're tighter they're cleaner everything is is just a higher class of cake from beginning to end and it's the same in the horse feed that's their idea in that company is to make the best from the best and todd crawford has been feeding blue bonnet feeds to his horses forever yeah forever i mean we were feeding it Back in the day when I was there, once we moved to Oklahoma, we got on this Blue Bonnet Feeds, and there went his winning ways. Uh, he's actually the one that got me started on using it on my cows because I went over there to ride, and he, you guys were feeding. I don't know if you were there. No, you probably weren't there at that time. But here in Oklahoma, he was feeding it to his cows. They looked fabulous. And I asked him, hey, what are you feeding them things? His working cattle, I mean, they were they were staggeringly fat. It was It was really impressive to me and i went home and uh got my whole ranch on it so they're giving away uh they're giving away 60 days of free feed over here our fellows at blue bonnet and uh so go check out their website at uh, bluebonnetfeeds.com slash full contact that way they know that you heard about it from us hey and that's only good for us isn't it that's it that's it so you want to support our website support this podcast like what you've been hearing go checking them out and uh, get signed up for the 60 days of free feed giveaway. That's a good way to support. Go get some free feed. Right. Terms yeah, and conditions apply. Check them out at bluebonnetfeeds.com. Put, make sure you put that slash full contact on the end of it. That way yeah, you can support our podcast while you're trying to win your 60 days of free feed. If there's an, an event that you haven't won yet that you could win, which event would that be? Yeah, either the Snafflebit Futurity again or the, the world's greatest. I would, mm. It would be awesome. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy just to... Anything! I'm happy just to be uh, competitive and, uh, and enjoy doing it. And, yeah. So there's something that keeps coming to my mind. And I watched you show a horse in the terrain. We're in Las Vegas. I was in your corner in the herd. And the cut got a little funny. And I saw you where nine out of ten guys would have pulled that horse back, tried to pull that horse back across that cow. And you you got him free of the cut, and you just chucked your hand down and let him find his way. And he got back through there. And it was a rough cut. It wasn't what we wanted that day. But we survived the day. I forget exactly what we marked, maybe a 13 or a 15, something like that. But it was such a display of showmanship, like that it really stuck with me. Do you remember that? Uh, I, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Haven't had many of those days. <laughs> but thank, thank you very much. Apparently, apparently, you have more effect on me than yourself. Apparently, <laughs> but I think it was Jerry Smoke, I think in the Tourain out there. Yeah. And it was like our third cow. And, like, we just got a little... Wow, he barely remembers it. Yeah, I barely remember it. (laughs) But it was, like, it stuck with me so much because, like, it was a place to where I'm like, no way could I have not pulled right there. I would have... There's not any way I could have not pulled. And when I would have pulled, he just chucked his hand on his neck and this horse grabbed his butt and ripped back through this turn and held his cow. And it was awesome. And it was as fine a display of showmanship as I've seen hopefully again as we talk about getting better and evolving and and preparing a better horse hopefully hopefully i have trained a better cow horse 
you know, that can handle those situations. And that that's my goal. And, you know, again, whether it happens or not, that's, that's the goal. And I, and I think, you know, I only wish I was younger where I could keep, keep doing it because I feel like I somewhat understand what I want um, and, and how to do it just becomes a little harder to do. But again, that's the joy in it too is is evolving to that point so from east coast to west coast and everywhere in between be it a major event or a two event show or whatever what is uh what's been your favorite venue to show at you know i would have to say the reno um snaffle bit fraternity when we had it up there and you know the <clears throat> the difficulties in that were the the stalling and and the practice situations, but the, that arena was awesome to show in. And, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to win to win a lot there. It, it was just one of those places where you, where when I came there and walked in that arena, I had a warm, fuzzy feeling. And, you know, sometimes that happens and, and sometimes you walk into arena and, and I, I don't know what it is, but, but that arena, when I walked into that pen, you know, the first time riding around before it even started, you know, I, I had a good feeling about that, that arena. And, and so, um, that, that, uh, unfortunately we don't get to show there now, but that was a awesome arena to show in. You know, for the particularly for the writing and the fence work and, and the herd work was good too. All right. All right. <laughs> what about uh so everybody's favorite thing about the cow horse seems to be is the wrecks. And we've all been in a wreck or two. Do you have any memorable wrecks that you would like to share with us that oh. uh, really stand out? <laughs> Rex, I don't really like Rex that much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I mean, I don't think any participants do, but. Uh, you, you know, probably. I, I've been in a couple wrecks where, like, those the, the horses did an endo, you know, and and come over on top of me. And um, then and neither one of them been bad to where I got hurt or anything. But, um, you know, just kind of looked ugly really rather than than were you know where i had an injury damaging yeah yeah i i've seen i saw a gal get killed you know and and that's tough um happened up there in reno in a non-pro class and and it was very tough to to see because you knew that when it happened it was bad and i you know that's why in our clinics we have preached the safety aspect of of doing a cow horse and thank god i only saw it one time you know that's the great thing about the kids and i don't know why it happens but those kids can be in some ugly spots and somehow get out of them and and you know we've all seen a lot a lot of people be in ugly spots and get out of them and um and so you know hopefully thank god we can keep keep doing that um but i think we all have to recognize that when you get into that ugly spot maybe it's better to to uh, live for another day than to you know yeah. die today because it can happen and i'm going to tell you right now what the ugly spot he's talking about is don't run in the calver yeah. That's what flips you over and just don't do it yeah. ever. Don't ever let that cow cross your path and you'll be safe. Even if your run goes downhill, it just doesn't matter. Don't let that happen. 180 lets you live for five yeah. another day. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, that's what happened to the gal. There yeah. In uh, that cow would come in front of her and at home, just don't let it happen. And... I mean, I don't know that that could have been avoided because I was there for that one too that Todd was at. And 
you know, in all of the fence runs that both of us have seen combined, that's the only one we see that we have seen that ended that way. But but it can happen. It I can mean, happen. There, so there just is, do right your there. very, very best. I know my first alphabeter, I walked upstairs there in Reno. And I watched Benny Gatron run down the fence on a yellow horse. And it's running down there. And for what I could see as a 21-year-old kid, for no reason at all, this thing grabbed a front foot and fell down. And Superman Benny out the front. And that was an 2 And I'm talking about... I remember like that it, one. It, yep. it, it, don't think it didn't jack with my brain, right? Because I had to go back in like three or four sets later, and I had to go down there and go down the fence. And I was like, man, I just watched one of the greats of all time just eat it out here for as near as I could tell, no reason. Wow. I mean, and so to try and reconcile that in my brain that... I can do whatever I want out here, but it could end like that. I mean, it, it gets that's a little frightening. Yeah, so you just got to do the best you can do to keep everything from happening. And then more people die in car wreck on the way to the horse show than die at the horse show. Yeah, so, that's, that's why coronavirus don't really scare me much. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other one that comes to mind as far as wrecks with you is uh, we're at Texas Classic there in Fort Worth. And you were showing rank. That was one the of horse them. at Coggles in the Hackamore. And this horse I'm going to talk about as textbook as you would want to see in the boxing. I mean, hit his butt. Like, I still, if I close my eyes and watch, see a horse boxing, it's this horse. I mean, just hit his butt clean and open a hawk and rip back through there. And it's outstanding. And then runs down the fence. And, like, everything is perfect. And then... This thing just stumbles over his front foot or something, and out the front door he goes. And, like, jerk the hackamore off of his head. The hackamore's around a hind leg as this horse gets up and runs off while Todd's laying on the ground. I mean, it was a heck of a wreck. I was like, wow. And I'm going to tell you what I do, and I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but I clean my horse's feet out <laughs> every time before they go down the fence in the John Justin. And I have no, and I don't know if it has any implication whatsoever, but I'm going to promise you, my, my, my helpers are like, why are you so weird about this? I'm like, you just shut up and pick their feet out before I go down the fence. Like, I don't know. I thought you said you did that. Yeah, that's what he said, actually. But my helpers. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> that was, uh, he's gotten a little older. He can't bend all the way down. Yeah, right I can't. Feet I, out. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Sympathy <laughs> pregnancy. Sympathy <laughs> pregnancy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, uh, so if you could go back and tell your 20-year-old self, 20-year-old Todd Crawford, you could tell him something, one piece of, one pearl of advice. What would you tell him? Um, horse training-wise or horse yeah, show? Whatever. Life, whatever. Life, whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe pick a different occupation. <laughs> <laughs> no, Being uh, a vet's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple more years of school. We're already here for seven. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what, so I was like, like I, was, I didn't want to do what my dad did because, you know, he was up at two o'clock in the morning. He worked on cows yeah, and like cats you. and dogs and snakes and chickens. And I didn't want to do that. And yeah, so I pick a horse trainer. <laughs> Get up at two and come hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a way better job. Good, good thinking huh? Genius. And, and, <laughs> anyways if i uh, yeah I, I just think it uh again ho hopefully understanding a horse maybe better the way i do now if i could use that pressure and release better i, I think that um, again that's that's a big key to it and you know would make a better more confident horse because I think that that's what you have to have to show well to you know to 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 school prior to showing and you have to have that confidence 
between you and your horse, like, okay, hey, this is, here's the boundaries and you have to perform in, in these boundaries. And if you don't, there's going to be a little pressure. And if you do, then we, we got no problem and we're going to go home and be done. And so, you know, I, I, I really think that that would be the key to, to what I would want to be better at younger, you know? No. It's mm. a question I like asking people, but uh, if you could uh, sum up your career into the most important five minutes, what do you think those five minutes would be? Whether that was a five-minute piece of advice or a, just some action that happened, and just a short little deal Something that sticks with plays you. Plays in your mind. So five minutes. Some quick little thing that affected you for a long time. Like my wife's was uh, the first two ho- the, the two horses before she showed sign, Shine Smarter. Both lost cows in the herd at the snaffle bit. And she said that was her most important five minutes because she realized that uh, anybody could lose a cow. Mine is a piece of advice that a buddy of mine gave me. I mean, it's just a quick little thing. Man, I, you got me stumped on that one, Chris. I don't know. Hey, whoop, whoop, winner, winner, <laughs> winner, winner, ramen dinner right over here. Uh, you know, in, in a quick little piece of advice, I guess, again, the, the pressure release thing. Um, and, and having confidence that you can't, you can't change what you brought to the dance and mm. you better try and just go show it and, and, um, and let it be. Now, I, I think you can change it, but your, uh, your chances of the longevity of that horse's career, I think are diminished. So if, if, if let's say my horse, for instance, <clears throat> went in there and didn't stop well because he wasn't prepared or didn't, let's say he didn't run well, and then therefore he didn't stop well, and then therefore he didn't show well, then I believe, or again, another instance would be my horse was leaning through a lead change and didn't change leads well. And and even, let's say, he kind of run off because I run him through there to, to making, to forcing to change leads, now I got, let's say I make the finals and I go show in the finals and, and I got to do it again and then I got to go down the fence and then I, you know, and all that stuff compounds and then my horse's show career longevity is, I think, diminished, you know, and, and I've had that happen with, I believe, several horses that were, were good horses, but I didn't really understand how to make them not want to run off because in our event you know i mean they they gotta they gotta go down the fence they gotta run they gotta do hard things but yet they have to be um disciplined in the raining and so that they have to understand you know that hey we we have to run but but yet we have to be controlled and we have to be relaxed. You know, like you said, Greg's horses were, which I believe they have to be able to run relaxed and they have to be able to do things rela- relaxed to be able to have a, a longevity in their show career. And so, you know, I don't, I can't remember the question exactly, whether it was in five minutes, sum this up or whatever, but, you know, I, I think that it, the, the more relaxed you can have a horse do his job, then the, the, you have a, a better chance at having longevity in that horse's career. Beautiful. Beautiful. Where do you see yourself going in the next five years? Oh, it, it, it's hard to say. You know, I'd like to keep doing what, I, what I'm doing, although, you know, it, it hurts. More, <laughs> yeah. um, and so I'm just going to keep doing it until I can't do it anymore, and then uh, maybe I'll be a racehorse trainer. 
<laughs> That's easier, I You think. got the stature. That's easier. Yeah. Hey, can you make ours run a little faster, please? <laughs> I got that. Whip I that song. I got that. I, got that. <laughs> I, I always wondered why I picked a, 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 a career in the horse business that to like, go was slower. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you put this smooth snaffle on this horse, and <laughs> now you make him run and stop and go slower. You know, why didn't you just put a smooth snaffle in and whoop his ass and make and go him run? faster? Just go faster. Yeah. I'm natural. It's addiction yeah. to poverty. You're a natural. That's, yeah, you're that's the common thread. There it it's is. A common thread. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love it. Well. Well, I tell you, I can't thank you enough. Russell, you got anything else? I can't. No. Anybody that wants to uh, get, on, get on board with the uh, Todd Crawford training team, where can they uh, find you? They can't. Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no. 4-H meeting. <laughs> That's where. No. No, I, I, I'm happy just... If you can find me, find me. If you can't, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make them work. It's just kind of like living up there in Blanchard, Oklahoma. They got a they got a hunt for yeah, me. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 find it. Yeah, yeah well, Google uh, Todd Crawford Performance Horses or because, call Pam or call Pam. Yeah, yeah. she's there. She's Todd's still a, he's a legend. Real estate. He's a legend. If you need a place for uh, need a place to get rid of your kid for uh, summer, <laughs> he'll uh, he'll grow him up and let him be a dysfunctional, functioning adult just like myself. And uh, yeah, no, a, I just that's a lot of good advertisement. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that'll keep him away. No, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Yeah, in in closure, I just got to say, I mean, I got the greatest dad in the world, Ron Dawson, and uh, I was raised by a couple great men, Terry LaDuke and Jerry Dr Jim Drakowski, and uh, I add Todd Crawford to that list of my uh, father figures in my life, and uh, I can never replace what he is uh, given to me and. Uh, plugged into my life and like I say I couldn't uh, love him anymore if he's my own family so uh, we're blessed to have him with us here today and hope you guys enjoyed this conversation yeah thank you Todd same same goes to you guys I, I really love watching you and enjoy our camaraderie that we have and uh, I really like watching your wife show she, <laughs> yeah. she's really good oh, she is good <laughs> alright well until right. next time folks Go fast and make good decisions. Thank you for listening to Cow Horse, Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.